We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Adam Amin, good old number one. <laughs> Adam, it, it, if it if it only means half as much to you as it would have meant to Danny, oh, then it, so jealous. Then it then it <laughs> then it would be overwhelming for you. I mean, my then God, be, then it would be then it would be twice as much for him as it would be for me. I understand how, how sports night quotes work. If you've had half as much fun watching the show as we've had doing it, well, then we've had twice as much fun doing the show as you've had watching it. That's sports night. See you tomorrow. I can't imagine what it's been like for you. I know what it's been like. Like for it not to have been dead. <laughs> what a whirlwind, guys. New Brock was the symbol of great base stealing. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. Thank you. Don't, don't tell me you didn't get a picture. You didn't get that sometimes, and you're not printing it and, and framing it in your house. He wants you to need it as much as he does. He said I'm an intolerable egomaniac. I don't even know what that means. So don't don't tell me you're Adam. not framing the hometown paper saying you're the top broadcaster in town. I don't believe I don't believe you. I actually I actually just painted a wall with the exact not not, not I didn't use the actual sometimes I actually got somebody to paint it on the wall. <laughs> I, there we go. It would surprise listen, if it happened to me, I would tattoo yeah. it on my back. Amen. That's Adam Amin. <laughs> At least I admit it. I'd like to thank God Almighty for giving everybody so much and me so little. And as I sip my soda that I'm sure somebody spit in, <laughs> I just would like to say to all of you, kiss my ass, you rotten hey, 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 hey. One, two, three. And here we go, Jeff. Here we go. Here we go, Jeff. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Congrats once again to Adam Amin, even if he's going to pretend that it didn't mean anything to have his hometown newspaper call him the best at what he does in his hometown city. Sure. I, I believe you that it didn't mean anything to you. Uh, one of my favorite things I've ever learned in therapy, uh, be careful about assigning your values to somebody else and yeah. assuming that their reaction is inappropriate or incorrect based on your own values. But I understand. I'm just passing that along. It seemed, you know. I, I, it's uh, uh, relevant, some might say. It felt, felt that way a little. Feels a little relevant. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, I still don't believe either of you. See, <laughs> uh, I, think it would, I think it would mean most things. To mo- I think it would mean something to most people. What, what Amin did was very deftly not indicate whether it actually meant something to him yeah, or he, not. He was embarrassed to admit that it means something. And that's how you get to be number one. I guess so. I guess so. Learn from him. Fake humility. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the list. Absolutely. And I will shoot up the rankings. Oh, that's money right As there. As we go. Uh-huh. As we go. So we're going to talk to Boomer Esiason in about 10 minutes, so just a, a couple of minutes here. Are you ready right now, Matt Spiegel, as we are uh, at the very beginning of Super Bowl week? Are you ready to make a prediction? Will you be aligning with the Chiefs or the Eagles 
for for Super Bowl week because there's nothing really from the weekends to to react to. So it's all it's all look ahead. Uh, I, I I think the Chiefs. I I want the Chiefs to win, but I think that the Eagles are the much better roster. That's um, where I'm at on this game right I now. I think the Eagles are a remarkably damn near perfect football team for the modern NFL. Yeah, and and even if their quarterback is not quite Pat Mahomes. He's damn good enough to not get in the way and help execute the thing. And, uh, yeah, I think I think it's the Eagles are showing you. Even the coach doesn't get in the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, part of his skill set is to just let the players do their thing and have their thing and not mess up Howie Roseman's vision. Skill talent. Yes. He's, he's shown his. Well, there, it's just interesting like to think about like the Bears building to try to play here, right? You have the one team that's the incredible roster with the cheap quarterback, and you've got the other team with nine rookies on their game day roster Oof. in the postseason. Man, that's scouting. Right and uh, the the expensive quarterback mm-hmm. and the high-end, like Chris Jones, expensive, Kelsey, expensive, uh, Joe Thune, expensive, and Mahomes, obviously very expensive, and then everybody else, pretty damn cheap. So it shows you got to be ready to build it both ways. Yeah, and Albert Breer had a great piece today. I, I pulled some stuff where we could do it later in the show uh, more at length about like when the Chiefs drafted Mahomes, they were already thinking ahead to his second contract and how they were like positioning themselves and like the moves they made in his rookie deal against the moves they've had to make since he signed the big deal and how they were just like basically 16, 18 months ahead, always thinking about that on, on building it when he was cheap and when he's expensive. And it's if feel, if fields is good, those are going to be the types of things that you're hoping that Ryan Poles learned from his time in Kansas city yeah, to, some, to uh, apply whew, to fields. That's some big picture foresight though. That's some yeah. real, uh, it's some real puzzle piece. Putting together. Is that a sentence? Real puzzle piece putting together skill talent? 18. I, I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's certainly a week to think about that. I'm bristling at the nothing to react to from over the weekend. I, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So, so bristling. I know that you, you don't were assi- care. You were assigned to the Pro Bowl. I'm I, sorry. I, it, it, not only was I assigned the Pro Bowl, I then absolutely loved my afternoon yesterday that's a tease consider that a tease people so there's that there's also there's basketball uh, everywhere the bulls had with a huge comeback on the trailblazers which completely rewrites their possible trade deadline fortunes don't you think yeah how is that basketball pandemic with it being everywhere (laughs) how how are you guys in the in your fields uh keeping it down i gotta tell you if you love catching the hoops It's really good. It's a good time. (laughs) Yeah. It's never been better for me personally. Yeah. I got my pagers going on. It's it's all you got. This is their week. Basketball gets this week, and then players and catchers show up on the weekend, and then it's baseball season. So players and catchers? Yeah, pitchers and catchers. Yeah. So we just got to make it to the weekend, is what I'm saying. Bulls at three, Speaks is football weekend at four. Boomer and sets the stage for the Super Bowl from the site of the Super Bowl. Next on the score. Super Bowls, he's been in Pro Bowls. He's brought a lot of confidence. Host of Boomer and Geo, mornings on WFAN. That's a Narpian take, just so you know. Narpian? Yes, yeah, non-athletic regular person. <laughs> 1988 NFL MVP. Dysfunctional franchises do dysfunctional things. That's all I'm saying. Analyst for the NFL Today on CBS. Former league MVP. How does he look today? Is he looking good? Average. Uh, average our MVP. That would be Boomer Esiason. Tick, tick. Boomer Esiason with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. 
Boomer, kind enough to join us all year and the week of the Super Bowl, this time from the site of the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles. He's on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What's up, Boomer? It's only about 75 degrees out here in Phoenix, so I'm having a time of my life, and I uh, had to stop and get interrupted by talking to you two. Oh, yeah, that's that's God. our bad. You deserve that. <laughs> that's our bad. You yep. deserve that after taunting us that way, though. <laughs> now I don't feel bad at all. Well, you know, I got to tell you, it is uh, just absolutely perfect out here. It's going to be an unbelievable week for the Super Bowl. You know, we started our show this morning out here. As Odyssey paid for us to come out here, um, <laughs> unlike some other uh, stations around the, the, the country. So just want to let you guys know that. Yeah, they- no, you're big time. You're big time. Congratulations on all your success and your riches and your fame and your fortune, Boomer. So happy for did you. They, um, did I they, appreciate it. Did they fly your podcast partner out, too? Oh, no, now that hurts. In case, you know. That hurts. No, no, no. He did not come out here. No, Mike Valenti stayed in Detroit. So believe me, he was chirping about that. You can imagine. Well, at least they can find your podcast on the Odyssey app, Boomer. Oh, God. It, it's, I'm not bitter. It's just been a full season. It just got real. It's just been a full Great. season. Now I got this to deal with the rest of the show, Boomer. You brought it up. I know. You brought I it know. up. I know. Uh, all right. So, so the, the weather's nice. The parties are great. It's good to be Boomer Esiason. Do you think, do, do you think we're going to get a good game? Man, I hope so. Um, you know, I, it's going to be tough on Patrick Mahomes. I said this last week about him in Cincinnati. I, he wasn't 100%. He still played superhuman, though, and he played great. Um, you know, Chris Jones kind of ruined the game uh, for the Bengals there at the end, much like Aaron Donald did in the Super Bowl to them last year. You know, the Eagles are a team that have the best combination of offensive and defensive line in the league. Uh, they come in with, like, 78 sacks. And think about Patrick Mahomes throughout the last four years. He's been in the Super Bowl, and three of those three times, uh, he's had to face, um, you know, number one defenses coming out of the NFL season prior. So uh, he's going to have his hands full. I think they're going to get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. I don't know if that's really going to mean much to them, but uh, they're they're really going to have their hands full on offense. And I think on defense, you know, it really comes down to if Jalen Hurts throws a couple interceptions, maybe the Chiefs have a better chance to win. But I just – Right now, the prohibitive favorite in my eyes, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and rightfully so, and they should be. What do you think of the job Nick Sirianni has done trying to figure out how important he is, frankly? He's been really good. Um, so, I, you know, I know him uh, and I know his coaching style well uh, because he was uh, Frank's offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. And as one of the big reasons I think that Frank ended up getting fired is that he ended up losing his two coordinators, Zebra Flues to the Bears and Sirianni to uh, the Eagles two years ago. And, you know, when Nick first took over, he was a little awkward with his uh, press conference and it didn't look comfortable. But at the end of the day, behind the scenes, he's like the energizer bunny and the players love him. The players love playing for him. He really has a, a good, solid connection with uh, with these guys. And, and quite frankly, you know, look, he's gotten a lot out of Jalen Hurts. And nobody, and I mean nobody, thought that Jalen Hurts was going to be this good, this impactful. And Nick's the guy that, you know, even though he gave up uh, play calling to Shane Steichen, it's still his offense. And, you know, he still has major influence in the building and on the field. And there's just something about him that the players really, really do like. So, look, the coaching in the NFL is, is so vital and so important. And you got to marry the right coach with the right quarterback. And, you know, I'm sitting out here in Arizona wondering who is going to get this job. I'm not, I'm not so sure anybody really wants this job, although it is one of 32 and it's going to pay well. The problem is, is that the quarterback's hurt. And if, even if he isn't hurt, he is a big problem out here. So, you know, you say what you want about coaches. It is so important to have the right guy at the top of the, 
at the top of the heap, making sure that he's making the right decisions and getting the best out of the players, which I think Nick Sirianni has done for Philadelphia. The other thing, you know, we're doing what every other, you know, show of a t- uh, in a market with a team that is nowhere near a Super Bowl does. It's like, what can we learn from, from these teams? The Chiefs have Superman at quarterback and a top-heavy roster and a bunch of young, cheap guys around the expensive pl- uh, core players. The Eagles have the cheap MVP candidate quarterback and then a really, really deep roster. The Bears have Justin Fields cheap for this year and next year, and then it's the fifth-year option, and then it starts to get really expensive with all of that as the backdrop, how aggressive do you think the Bears can realistically be to try to build around a quarterback who is still cheap? Well, first of all, you got to make sure you draft good or well around him. Um, you know, all you have to do is take a look at the Bengals and look at how the Bengals drafted around Joe Burrow and then ended up uh, spending a lot of money over the last two years. Uh, you know, rebuilding their offensive and defensive lines, and you know they did a really smart job. So there is a blueprint out there for Ryan Poles to follow. You know, whether it be Howie Roseman or Dick Tobin from Cincinnati, you know, and, of course, Buffalo building around Josh Allen before he got his contract extension. So it's all out there for them to see. The question is, you know, is Justin Fields going to take the next step? Is he going to become the player that can go through his progressions and take all of that combustible athleticism that he has and refine it into being the quarterback, you know, that Patrick Holmes is, that Jalen Hurts has turned out to be? And, you know, making sure that he has the right support around him. I, I hope that that's the case. And like I said, the blueprint's out there, guys. And with $100 million to spend, uh, you know, under the salary cap, they can be really aggressive. You know, I, I, I don't know if they have the assets to trade for somebody like a T. Higgins, but, you know, that would be a great starting point for any team that is trying to, you know, get the best out of their young quarterback, a big, fast wide receiver who is a 1A wide receiver, by the way, even though he's not paid like one. Um, you know, that that's somebody that I think the Bears should aggressively try to acquire if they can. I know the Giants are probably going to be looking at somebody like T. Higgins, much like Jacksonville looked at Christian Kirk last year from the Arizona Cardinals. So that's how you start it. That's how you do it. And you got to make sure that he has the targets and the protection around him. We've talked a lot about T. Higgins um, and other possible trade targets. Danny kind of mapped out the different ways that we could go and get a number one wide receiver for fields. Um, what do you think about trading for DeAndre Hopkins or maybe Mike Evans if those situations allow that instead? Because Higgins, you have to give up a lot of draft capital and pay him. DeAndre Hopkins still a viable number one? Nope. Not not in my eyes. Hmm. I wouldn't want him on my team. You know, I, he's not a guy who likes to practice. He's not a guy who likes to work. He's a very fast and talented player, makes a lot of great catches. But I, I don't necessarily know the, the leadership drive is there to be um, you know, to be really, truly great. I think he's athletically gifted. Um, you know, what I'm hearing out in Arizona is that, you know, this thing didn't work out here. And one of the reasons, you know, I'm sure, you know, he's no Larry Fitzgerald, let's put it that way. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald had the work ethic, the leadership style, uh, and everything that you want in a player. That's why he lasted so long in the desert out here. They tried to help replace him with A.J. Green, with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, A.J., uh, what's his name, um, Oh, God, I'm just trying to – Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. So they tried, and and it just didn't work. And I'm not a a DeAndre Hopkins fan for a young quarterback. I'm I'm just not. Um, You know, T. Hickens could come in and, you know, he's played with Joe Burrow for three years, and he knows exactly what a quarterback is supposed to be. And and that will rub off on the quarterback. And I think Justin seems like a good enough kid that – he would probably ask T if he were on his team, hey, you know, like, what? how did Joe prepare? What did Joe do? 
what made Joe special. I'd like to try to recreate some of that stuff. So I want a young budding wide receiver. I don't want an old wide receiver that's towards the end that has already won and been in pro bowls. I need a guy that really is hungry to be great. And I think that's who T Higgins is. Yeah, it'd be amazing. They just obviously, they're not trading the number one pick for it. They don't have their pick at the top of the second round. So maybe next year's number one is probably the best draft well, asset. Or well, listen, they're going to trade their number one pick. I mean, yeah, you so can trade down and, and get and get a lower pick and give it give that right. up too. That's right. And they're going to get assets. They're going to get more. That's what I think is going to happen. That's what I would do. I mean, you know, depending on what these quarterbacks look like. And, and by the way, you know, there's nothing that says that Ryan Poles may not be blown away by one of these three quarterbacks at the top of the draft. You know, and trade Justin Fields. Although I think that's really unlikely, and I want to make sure that you understand that I'm saying unlikely. That still is a a possibility. I don't know where it ranks on the possibility scale, but I do think that there's always a possibility that somebody can get smitten with one of these kids and say, you know what, this kid is more polished, he's more ready to go, and we think we can build around him. Um, and this way, you know, you wouldn't trade. You'd end up drafting the quarterback that you wanted. But in all likely scenarios, it seems like Chicago's going to trade that pick and acquire more assets, and that's how you then acquire somebody like a T. Higgins. Talking to Boomer Esiason, he's at the Super Bowl. We're little peons here at Odyssey, and we're not. So he's uh, he's talking to people and hearing things and all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, no no combine, no workouts yet. But are are you hearing anything about if uh, do you expect a consensus of top quarterback in this draft to materialize in the next you know seventy five days or so? I would say yes. I still think. I would still think like 70% of the people still believe that it's, you know, Bryce Young right now, 70% of the, you know, scouts, the the coaches. I know that my buddy Frank in Carolina is evaluating these quarterbacks very closely. There's a very good chance that they may try to trade up in the draft or just sit there and wait to see which one of the three uh, top guys actually falls to them. And maybe they'll take, you know, take a guy that they can develop it. Cause I, I think that Frank would love to do that, but, uh, you know, at this point, it's it's too early in the process. You know, the Senior Bowl just got done. The East-West Shrine game is done. Uh, you know, so I think we're just starting the valuation process. We're going to hear a lot over the next two months, and guys are going to be moving around. Some guys are going to fall in love with the size of C.J. Stroud. Some guys are going to be off of Bryce Young just because they don't believe he's big enough or strong enough. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of that movement, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who falls in love with one of these quarterbacks and what they're willing to give the Bears to go up and get them. You know, it's interesting because there's a sense of disappointment, I think, if the Bears were to stay at one and make a pick. We all expect them to trade down. It's for how much and how low they go. Apologize to your buddy Frank. Nine is too low for us to go, <laughs> Boomer. Um, we're, we're, we're not going to be available. Uh, we, we dream of two, maybe four. How about Vegas at seven? Or is Aaron Rodgers going there? Well, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers wants to go there. I mean, that's what he supposedly told his agent. You know, if I'm going to be traded, I'd much rather go to the Raiders than the Jets. And those are the two places that I would like to go. So we'll see if Green Bay and the Raiders can come up with a trade package again like they did last year for, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I just think that, you know, the Bears are sitting in a really good spot right now. And I think we're all right to think that it's about assets at this point And it's about building the team around the young quarterback. And look, the, the, the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. Uh, the Vi- uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins traded for Tyree Kill. Christian Kirk got traded to from uh, Arizona to Jacksonville. So that that's what you have to do. That seems to be the blueprint. So I, I, that's why we all think Ryan Poles is, is going to do that. He's going to have to be a master and uh, not give away what he 
you know, what he wants in this draft. And if he could do what Chris Ballard did the year that Chris Ballard and the Colts traded with the Jets, the Jets traded up to number three, and they got uh, Sam Darnold. The Colts still had Andrew Luck. They traded back, I think, to number five or six, and that's where they got Quentin Nelson. You know, that's the way you do it. That's You get a guy like that that is a all-pro and a potential Hall of Famer, and you make a trade. Uh, it's unfortunate what happened with Andrew Luck and the Colts, but that trade by Chris Ballard was uh, another blueprint as to how you build a team and, you know, hopefully your quarterback stays healthy and he, and he plays a long time. So, Boomer, how Narpian is this of me? I like, I would be very, like, very Narpian. I, well, okay. I don't even know what it is, but I'm ready. I, I understand that. And I know Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented dudes to ever do it. But, like, and I know Sean Payton is great. But I would think, like, I don't want to go into a division where I got to go through Mahomes and Herbert. I, I, he want, the NFC is wide open. Aaron Rodgers is going to go compete with all these 25-year-old stud quarterbacks in the AFC and go to Vegas or the Jets? That just seems that seems silly to me. That seems like bad business. Well, I don't think Green Bay is trading him to an NFC team. I just don't see that happening unless an NFC team says, you know, oh, my God, I, I really, you know, we're going to give you all of our draft picks to have two years of Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's the other thing. The acquiring team that does acquire Aaron Rodgers has got to get some sort of commitment at least Tom Brady, when he went to Tampa Bay, you know, he immersed himself in that entire organization. And he basically became the leader in the face of the organization, played three years for them, got them to the playoffs for three years, won them a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the kind of run I would like to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to afford whoever acquires him. But you are right. If you go to the Raiders, look at that division. You got Sean Payton, like you said, in that division. You got Justin Herbert with now Kellen Moore, new offensive coordinator. You got to deal with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to be an easy out for anybody. That's why, you know, to me, if he were going to go to the AFC, I was thinking, man, maybe he would go to the Titans. I think he has a house in Nashville. And the Titans, I think he, with him at quarterback, you would give Jacksonville a run for their money. Uh, you know, in that division with Houston and Indy dealing with quarterback situations and draft picks and all that other crap, you, you would have a chance to win there. I just don't know how deep you would go in the playoffs because the top five young quarterbacks are all on the AFC side of the ledger. But again, I just don't see Green Bay allowing him to go to an NFC team. Everything Tom Brady did in Tampa to make it work made sense because of his famous work ethic, the fact that he loves the game, great teammate. You've never heard anything but that from people. Do you have faith that Aaron Rodgers will do the work and assimilate onto a new team the way that he needs to? I, I, I hope he does. I mean, he's quirky as hell. We all know that. Um, he's a very interesting guy. But I would say, you know, for me, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is, is the offense coordinator for the Jets. So we've had some comfort with that offense, and he would know that offense. You know, going out to Vegas, I'm not so sure. that I would worry about that, and I would worry about, you know, what the situation is in terms of learning that offense and Josh McDaniels and trusting that owner and that whole situation out there. While it must be great to live there and play there, I just think playing under those conditions as opposed to playing for the Jets, who do have a good team, uh, it would take a lot of learning, and he would have to immerse himself in that in that. Uh, and an organization, and I think he would do it there. I don't know if he would do it for the Jets. I think the Jets would be really hard for him to take. All right, Boomer. So make us jealous. We 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 golfing with any presidents? We 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 got a <laughs> we got a Hall of Fame dinner. What, what what's what, what's the coolest thing Boomer Esiason's doing this week? Uh, you know, I got uh, I got some nice uh, 
16th holes uh, tickets for the Waste Management Open, so I might be out there drinking and screaming a little bit. Good for you. Of course uh, you do. I am playing golf at a place called Desert Mountain, a place called Estancia, and a place called Scottsdale National. So that- those are the three places that I will be playing golf at. <laughs> My God, <laughs> just your your life is unbelievable. Like, is Rihanna in your foursome on this golf course? Like, what's what's going on here? No, I don't have Rihanna, but I will say this: you know, you say my life is unbelievable. I'm the one that still has to get up at two thirty in the morning and do our show out here oh, at East Coast time. So poor baby, it is oh, a little bit you. of a killer. I got to be in bed by eight o'clock at night. What kind of fun is that? Yeah, I know. I hear you. LeBron wishes he could go to Target and Starbucks and they could write his name on a cup. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, for you, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that's hard. Mrs. Soprano was right for you. Scottsdale oh. National. That's a tough life. All right, yeah, Boomer. All right. We'll see you later. All right, guys. Listen, I'll be thinking about you, and uh, hopefully uh, the weather will start to change there in Illinois, Chicago, uh, you know, before too long, and spring will start to spring. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, that sounds oh, yeah, super genuine. Yeah, it was great. Uh, sincerely, thank you for everything <laughs> with the show this year, and uh, hopefully we talk soon, Boomer. Thank you. Always the best, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks thank so you. much. Boomer Esiason. I actually, actually like that guy. Yeah, I know. I do, too. I, yeah, I like it. I do, too. You know, right now, it's how, tough. How, it's a tough how, moment. <laughs> it, it, really, it really is. Yeah, he was leaning into it, which <laughs> I appreciate. Rihanna's not, in, uh, Rihanna's not in Boomer's foursome, but I'd like her to be in mine. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the genesis. Danny probably has listened and scouted Boomer to know that he actually likes Rihanna. Is that true? She's the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, that's a good call. So she's there. Yeah, that was the thought. That's good context. Was, was the, was the, was the thought. Hey, man. It'd be kind of cool to hang out with Look, one of the biggest stars in the world. Who's music guy. There, there this week. She's the performer of the halftime show. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the idea. It's a good call. Well, yeah, I, I, I let you do the music stuff on this show. <laughs> Famously. It's, I normally let you do the golf stuff. Right. But, yeah, I was trying it to just seems, handle both things. It seemed there. appropriate. So, a texter responds, is, nine is not too low for the Bears to trade down. They may offer additional assets. The teams at two and four will not offer. Nine is too low for me. I want a premium defender. I want to know what you think. I will kick that around with you with a specific Carolina trade that maybe would change your mind. Do we not have time for that? No, no, you don't have to break. We don't, don't need, need to break. break. No, you don't have to break yet. That's what I thought. Oh! Yeah, we're good until 55. That's right. I'm paying attention. Okay. So. All right. So what if. So, so, what? so like, I, I don't want to. I, I dream of still getting Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Uh, I understand. Uh, and, and, and trading down. And if I have to trade further down, maybe the tackle Skaronsky. And I've seen that around seven. Um, but even that, I, I'd be worried that a, a target that you love doesn't fall to seven. Nine scares me a little bit. What if you traded for the ninth overall pick? Yeah. I assume, I don't know this, does Carolina have their second round pick? This year? I don't know. Let's look for that. But I, I assume that you... Carolina's to, second, to, so it's early second round. To re, and to recoup the one that you gave up yes. for Claypool. Next year's first would uh, be a minimum. A minimum. You, you would need that. And Brian Burns. Ah, uh, their edge. Yeah. They do have their second rounder. They do have their second rounder. They also have the 49er second rounder. Okay, so okay. so you're giving me an edge rusher to make a difference on the defensive line. I'm giving you a about-to-be-signed... You know, massive contract. We got that money, but you got the money. It's like trading for Khalil. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he's. I mean, he's, I mean, Khalil Mack was a two-time All-Pro when you right. traded for him. But Burns is a one of the best pressure edge rushers, and he's hasn't turned twenty-five yet. 
So you would have him for the entirety of his athletic prime, mm-hmm. second half of his twenties. You'd have an ed, you'd have the edge rusher uh-huh. that would be the Will Anderson type, yes. Right, you're hoping that Will Anderson turns into Brian Burns, right? You have and ne- he's a great prospect, right? He's a former 16th overall pick. This is not like a fluke thing. He's been good for a couple of years. You'll now have two ones next year. You'd have two ones, and you'd have a one next year of a team that, in theory, would be starting a rookie quarterback. So they very easily could be bad. Uh, next year. Now, uh, good okay. coaching staff. They just hired the defensive coordinator from the Broncos right. and Frank Reich. And Frank Reich. So it, That's okay. But but that right. It's okay. Yeah, and so, and I, so I'd, have, we, I'd, have, we, I'd have two ones. And and here's here's the thing. As of right now, I think the Bears have three picks in the top 100. Not enough. This would give you four. Four picks in the top plus, 100. Plus an edge rusher. Plus an edge rusher. A, a, a theoretical defensive maker and a one next year. Yeah, and you could then... You could you, leverage you, that. Well, and with the ninth pick, you say, you know, Skaronsky, maybe you like the first receiver on the draft. Maybe you want Jackson Smith uh, in Jiba from Ohio State. Maybe you want the kid uh, Johnston from TCU. Right. Maybe you like the other tackle, the kid from, I think he's from Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be Skaronsky, the local kid, but you but you could use You could use the ninth nine pick on something very, very good. And on offense. You could you could you could use it on, on on offense to to help support Justin Fields with a young cheap player. You know, um, if you're signing my guy Javon Hargrave, the Eagles uh, three tech D tackle, um, and adding that in, you're spending free agent money that way, and then drafting for offense at number nine. Yeah, and getting Burns, you have me intrigued. Right, you, you have you have me I, intrigued. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'm, I'm afraid of not getting a real blue chipper right here while you're up there. Though. I I think that that's. I, I agree. I, I that that's why the the indie trade that everybody in the world is mocking that everybody in the world will then say, "Hey, I called it." If it happens, is going to four with Indy, still getting one of. Carter or Anderson, assuming two quarterbacks going in the top three. Yeah, getting the thirty fifth pick in this year's draft and next year's one and next year's one that's like the and because it works with the trade value chart uh it's you still get a blue chip defensive player in in this draft and you recoup the chase claypool pick you move down from what is the 32nd pick that you gave up now to pittsburgh for the 35th pick so you move down three spots i think that trade the one that you just referenced that indie one is the one that's in the back of most of Bears fans' mind as a minimum of what you're hoping for and expecting. Like, if you trade down to two, you're kind of dreaming that you're going to trade down again. If you trade down to four and you get that, which then, then you're, you're feeling like, damn it, they made the most of it and still got a guy. That's a win. That's the one that's going to let you come in here. Yeah. Anything that and above is going to let you feel like a win. I feel like if they trade down to two, they are going to have to come out and say and convince you and be right that there was a clear gap between Carter and Anderson. You know, like we could not afford to have our second choice of these two blue chip defensive prospects because you're not getting an extra first if you only mm-hmm. trade down from one to two. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe Yeah, they'd that. have to sell you on the extreme specialness and it would probably be Carter. It would probably be the three technique. And because they could easily say well they could easily say that and say this is the engine to the defense we want to run. He's going to establish our culture, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, but, I mean, whoever it is, they'll just they'll they'll just need to be right. You know, it, it will be akin to the Ryan Pace. Not, not as significant because it isn't a quarterback, but it'll be akin to when 
uh, Jason said to Pace, you know we're going to be judging you on this for forever. And he was like, I got you, man. I'm all in. Like, you, if you only trade down one spot and make that selection, you the other guy can't be much better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just you, – you ha- that, that whereas yeah. if you trade down to four and that decision's taken away from you – you know, and you like you get whoever's left over between Carter and Anderson. It's 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 not it's not as reputation staking. I I think Bears fans have gotten themselves to a place where not trading down and staying there and taking a guy will absolutely feel like disappointment. Yeah, well, and get ready because there's still 80 days until this draft. So you know, what I mean, I think they're going to get more and more entrenched on that. But it's possible. It we have to. We, it, it is at if no one if no quarterback grades out high mm-hmm. and there's a disagreement over the quarterbacks then it's possible that there isn't an offer that is appealing to Ryan Pulse. But you know what could still work? Even if it's not a consensus, number one, let's say Indy loves Will Levis, right? And they think the Texans are going to take Bryce Young. We don't need to move up, Bears. You convince Indy that Carolina is jumping up to get Will Levis or to get Bryce Young, and then the Texans will take Will Levis. Your guy is going to be gone, or you convince them that the Raiders, that, that there are other people bumping up. So you can use multiple quarterbacks being appetizing to your favor. The more we talk about it, it's a matter of how you play it. And we don't know what kind of poker player Ryan Poles is. We will find out. Uh, we are about to find out the cards that Arturis Karnishevis thinks he's holding. And some of the reporting going on around this does not make me happy. Next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.